Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Tasty Tidbits Podcast. Get ready to receive rich, well-seasoned, and tasteful tidbits to transform your life. Each week, Dr. Tiffany comes to you with inspirational encouragement and thought-provoking interviews to help you revolutionize your walk with God. Are you hungry for more of His presence? Then get ready. And now, your host, pastor, author, and motivational speaker, Dr. Tiffany Watkins. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. I want to thank you for tuning in again to join the uh, podcast on this month. And we know this whole month we are basically catering to our single audience on this month, especially around the holidays, because we know this is a time where there are those that are single and dating, but there are also those that are actually truly single and uh, just having a relationship with them and just uh, seeking the Lord. And so we're going to talk to both audiences on tonight. And even if you're not single and you're married and you're just tuning in to listen to find out things about singles, then we're also going to begin um, to talk about some things that may interest you as well. So we encourage you to stay tuned in um, and so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the singles in this singles. Uh, uh, session. And with that being said, I want to welcome our guest, um, a dear sister in the Lord of mine. And I love her with the love of the Lord. She's like a baby sister to me, a very powerful woman of God in her own right, and I love her very much. And I just want you guys to welcome Marcy today. Hey, Marcy, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful today. Good, and she uh, is a member of Kingdom Vision Worship Center, and we are just so glad to have her on the line, and we're going to just try to go in and talk about some things today because she is single as well, and we were able to have lunch a couple of weeks ago, and we were just talking about some things, you know, you know about singles and I said well you know what you have to come on the podcast and talk with me because she was saying some really good things that I think that you guys would enjoy and so we want to welcome her today and uh, Marcy I just want to start out and last week we had um, Pastor Sherelle on for the last couple of weeks and I always like to start off with this question that we can talk about because with singles we get these questions all the time from different people and this that and the other but um, starting off what is some of the questions that you hate to get asked as a single person and just be just let me know what are some of the ones that you hate to get asked why are you still single is number one <laughs> I get this question every year every year it doesn't miss a beat uh-huh. do, do you want to end up being alone and don't you want to have children Now you know the devil is mad, right? Yes, because I was like, what? I was like, was I supposed to keep talking or? <laughs> so we go stretch that off, and I'm going to restart again because it just clicked me off, but it is okay. It is okay. So I know it's really getting ready to bless somebody. All right. Okay, so I'm going to start it over right now. Is it all right? Because okay. I know that went with the enemy. Okay. Hello, hello again, and welcome to Tasty Tidbits. I am your host, Apostle Dr. Tiffany Watkins. We want to thank you for tuning in again uh, to be on the podcast today. We know this entire month we are talking to our singles specifically, but if you are married, you are more than welcome to stay on and listen because we're going to address some issues for our singles, especially during the holidays, because we know that during the holidays those are 
some of the people that are single, they may not be dating and have anyone. And so we want to encourage you, even during this time, to know that God is still on the throne. And with that being said, I want to welcome uh, one of my uh, people that joined me today that I'm going to interview today. And she's a dear sister in the Lord, and her name is Marcy Taylor. So thank you so much, Marcy, for joining us. How are you doing today? I am doing good today. Well, good, good. And so she's from Kingdom Vision Worship Center. We had uh, lunch or dinner, I should say dinner, a couple of weeks ago, and we had an awesome time. We were able to talk about a lot of things. And the subject actually of being single and dealing with things uh, concerning singles came up, and I asked her, I said, well, would you be on my podcast? And she said, well, sure, um, because she was saying some really good things, and I think it will be a blessing to those that are listening today. And so with that being said, we're going to get started today because we know last couple of weeks Pastor uh, Sherelle Williams with us, was with us on the line, and we had a lot of people that said that they really enjoyed the podcast and just being real, and it was real talk, and it helped them. So that's what we're going to continue to do on today, the next couple of weeks as uh, Sister Marcy is here with us. We just want to be real and honest with you and let you know that you're well able to overcome even in your singleness. And so with that being said, Sister Marcy, I um, had asked Pastor Sherelle uh, last couple of weeks ago, I believe it's a couple of weeks on the first podcast of the month, I was asking her, what are some of the questions that you hate to get asked as a single person? So I asked you the same thing. What are some of the questions that you hate to get asked as a single person? Why are you still single? Do you want to end up being alone? And don't you want to have children? <laughs> Every year. <laughs> why are you still single? Uh, and that's one of the ones that she has said. Why are you still single? And then you said, what was the other one? Uh, do you want to end up alone, being alone? Like, is it a Do you want to end up being alone? Oh, my gosh. Who, oh, my goodness. How did you respond to that? Most of the time, I just let them know that, you know, I am comfortable in my singleness, and I do not want to end up being alone, but I'm following the will of God, and I just continue to stay focused. Right. Do they try to come back to you after that? Yes. I mean, they ask me, like, you know, you're getting older. You know, especially yeah. when it comes to having children, you know, our bodies, you know, go through different things. And there are some people who believe that they cannot conceive after a certain age. But we know biblically that you can conceive at any age, that God opens your wounds, you know, to be able to conceive children, and that is still a part of God's will. That is so true. You know, I was um, actually in a relationship and I was dating, and because of my age, and like I said, I wasn't going to say it on the podcast, like I'm still not going to say it, but, you know, the individual had asked me, so you don't want to have kids now, do you? And I was like, uh, yes, I do want to have kids, you know. That's something that I still desire unless the Lord changes my mind. But they do have this thing um, in their minds as where, you know, after you get a certain age that, you know, you don't want to have any kids or you can't have children. You know, I had surgery several, uh, several years ago. I had to have some surgery. I had went in and had some surgery. And um, I was telling the doctor, you know, this doctor had did some personal surgery on me, and I was just telling him how he asked me. He said, well, do you still desire to get married and have children? And I said, yeah. And I said, I know I'm getting older. He said, well, that's nothing to worry about. He said, women are waiting uh, longer to have children, and we have technology now to, to make sure that they are taken care of, so don't, you know, be stressed out and discouraged about that. And I thought that was a great encouragement, you know, coming from a yes. doctor because a lot of times they say after you're a certain age that you won't be able to have kids. Yes. And so I've seen people that actually get married just to have children just to be miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what they say. I had, it was a younger girl who worked with me, and she was in a relationship, and she was just ready for everything. And she asked me, she was like, you know, you don't want to be all old and stuff, you know, and raising children, you know, and different things like that. And it was the kind of mindset that she had. And actually, at the time, I was not as seasoned as I am now in the Lord and my singleness. I was on a computer, no lie, I was on a computer at night researching, you know, about what age, you know, um, can you still conceive? Uh -huh. And after uh -huh. marriage, and she had me actually online, you know, researching this information. You know, and you so know why? Because she, you know, she put that fear that she has or her thoughts 
you know, people try to put their fears and their thoughts and on you. And yes, some things may be fact, some things may be true, um, but when we stand with the Word of God, we have to believe and trust God. And, you know, I had somebody say, are you going to get married? You know, you sure you're going to get married? And I say, in God's time, and yes, I will. And the same one that was asking me, is, was marriage was miserable. And so, you know, but sometimes yeah, some so people, so they try, yeah, they try to put, you know, their convictions or their, you know, worries on us, but we have to know who we are in God and we have to stand. So I, I, I agree with what you say. Yes. You, you know, one of the um, questions that I have, you know, when I've dated in the past and, you know, and part of mine is because I'm a pastor, but one of the questions, or I've had it a couple of times, you know, um, well, you're just too busy. You're you're too busy. You yeah. know, are you always going to be this busy? You, you you got too much going on, you know, and all of this yeah. type of stuff. And, um, you know, I've realized I can't slow down to appease people that may or may not be who God has called me to be. Now, we can date. You know, we can get to learn one another. But I can't stop everything in just in order to cater to you because I'm not married. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that just kind of gets under my skin. What do you think about that? It does. It gets all the way under my skin because um, I am a busy woman also. I'm not a pastor, but I'm committed to certain things in the community. I'm also a teacher. You know, um, I go even places with families that invite me, you know, some of my students or um, here and there. I'm just trying to stay busy in my singleness um, because we know the idleness is the devil's workshop. Um, So we don't want to be isolated. We want to stay busy. And that was something that I even looked at today, and it's funny that you said that because I was thinking, you know, we need to stay busy. We we need to be involved in whatever is out there for us to be involved in, you know, uh, reading mm-hmm. more, um, going on adventures, um, visiting different states, you know, traveling. You know, we need to stay busy, and this is how you'll be even found by the one that, you know, God has for you. You know, that person is probably being busy and doing the same things that you are doing. You know, someone that wants you just to cater to them, that, that's just way out of, like, my space and what I want to do in life. So I don't want to just be stuck in one place and doing nothing all day and just catering to someone. <laughs> exactly. And you know, at all. Right, right. And, you know, um, and I've learned that even with our bishop, Archbishop, he always said, you know, apostle, you know, the person that God has for you, they will embrace who you are as a person, you know, and they will not be bothered by the things that you are doing. And, of course, we know that, you know, once we get married, things will change because we will no longer be single anymore. But what I'm saying is that we can't stop our world just because somebody's come on the scene. Now, we can slow down and take some time to get to learn one another, uh, but for everything just to completely stop, you know, it cannot be like that, especially when no. uh, we are involved in ministry and different things like that. And I would not say that had I not gotten it, you know, even from our bishop or even other men. Yeah. Men will tell you, you know, they know what they want, you know, um, and they, you just have to know what God has called you to do and not settle. Yes, we cannot settle as single women. God requires not to settle because he knows who he has for us. You know, what that person already has when we meet that person. You know, they already know things about us spiritually. Um, There's a connection even in prayer that as we pray for our mate and our mate, there's someone who's praying for you. So they're already going to know some things about you because God is going to give them that insight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's going to know that you're a pastor. He's going to know that you're a busy woman. But he's going to be able to Mm -hmm. add to that. Right, right. And, you know, that's so true. And, you know, I always have this thing, and, and you know, I don't like to give away a lot of uh, secrets and things like that because, you know, we may have, you know, some people listening or whatever. But one thing yeah, I do know right. is that <laughs> I, um, I asked, I said, you know, um, you know, so what is it, if, if you believe that I'm your wife, because I've heard this 10,000 times, I'm you supposed to be my wife. So if yeah. I'm supposed to be your wife, <laughs> What is oh, it that the Lord is saying for but the both of us? 
I can't tell you that. I had one say, well, I can't tell you that. I said, well, I'm sorry. If you cannot tell me anything like that, then clearly you're not the one, you know, because you can't tell me that, you know. And they were like, nobody can't read your mind. And, and I understand that there are certain things that you will talk about and there are things that you will say. But if somebody's um, a prayer warrior, like you're a prayer warrior, Marcy, you know, and I have, I'm a prayer warrior. I have intercession. And so we're, I'm not expecting anybody to be like me. Of course not. We're not expecting anyone to be like us. But yeah. for who that we are seeking, you know, what I am expecting is that they love God and can hear from God. And if they can, yeah. like you said, they will know and God will reveal things to them about us just like he will reveal to us things about them. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do agree. And so I think that, you know, that's something that has to be taken in consideration. And a lot of times, you know, people think we're just being too hard. But, you know, it's all about what you desire for God to do. And my bishop always say, Apostle, don't settle. Don't settle. Because if you settle, you're going to be miserable. Not saying for you to be hard. You know the things that you can and cannot deal with, but don't settle. And I've always been like that. And, of course, maybe I've been, you know, I have been single for a long time, but at the same time I have not been miserable. (laughs) Because there are a lot of people. And I I want to put that out there. You know, just because I'm single doesn't mean I'm miserable, you know. No, I am not. I am far from miserable. (laughs) And singleness does not make you miserable. It does not. Yeah. It, is, it makes yeah. you're, you're more creative, and you know when you're single, you're you're able to look at life in different in so many different ways. Um, you're able to be helpful um, to even some people that are married. Um, this past week, you know, I had no idea why I was going. Um, I, I was I went somewhere, and it was this this young lady, and she was talking to me about some things she was going through in her marriage, and so um, me being on the other side of singleness. You know, all I could do is help her um, with God giving me the words to say. You know, he had me go out. You know, I had no idea that day that I was going out and where I was going and why I was going there. But that's because he had an assignment for me. And she was having a hard time with her and her marriage. Um, her husband, you know, he said something very hurtful towards her. And she was unable to um, receive that. And so I had to help her through you know, um, and, and God knowing, you know, what he said was that she was ruining his life because she was helping him and being helpful, you know, towards him, and she wants the best for him, you know. And so um, and, and some things that she shared with me in confidence, you know, but um, I was able to help her as even being a single woman. So even when we're single, we still can help those who are married. Right. there, and, and, and just like married couples, when we're single, can help us with certain things. You know, yeah. I don't think it, it, it shouldn't be that way. You just have to have the Holy Spirit of the Lord. And no, we're not going to know everything about marriage. And no, the married people are not going to, you know, they've been single before. But the truth be told, a lot of people, um, I know a lot of people that have been married for a long time in their teens. So, you know, they don't have, a, you know, they yeah. have been single forever. And so but they can still help us with different things. You know, I want to ask you something. Um, do you feel it's okay to date someone who isn't a Christian? No, absolutely. Why do you yeah. say no? You yeah. got to tell the people why you say no. Okay, so I do, I, my opinion is because biblically, and um, I always want to go by the word of God um, because that gives me confirmation. Uh, I want to talk about mm-hmm. Paul. Um, and this is, and it doesn't say the Lord says, but it says Paul says in Second Corinthians six fourteen through fifteen, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership have righteousness with lawlessness? Paul is clearly saying that a Christian should marry a Christian. That's right. That is so true. Now I've seen people, and I have seen individuals where. They have, and I've had friends where um, the part, the spouse was not saved and they were saved. They ended up yes. getting married. Um, yes. They had to go through some things, but it, yes. it, they, get, the, they ended up getting saved and um, they ended up having a good relationship. Um, yes. I know some that the person wasn't saved, but they got saved because the other girl was saved or the guy was saved, so they just got saved. And the person is still doing what they're doing and they're miserable, you know. And so like Paul said, he admonishes you, you know, you should not 
Um, it says, you know, what has righteousness to do with wickedness? That's one yeah. of the interpretations, you know. So you have to be careful when you start to venture out with that. I was doing some research, and I was looking at some statistics about singles, and one of the things that it was saying was that more Christians, and this has been seen because Christians are not in the church as, as much, and we're going to talk about this, yeah. and a lot of them were saying that they were considering you know, dating outside of, Christ, you know, outside of their Christian race yes. because there's not a lot of Christians in church, you know. And so I really just, you know, came across that, and I said, well, Lord, we can't be unequally yoked. But the truth be told, sometimes, Marcy, even in the church you can be unequally yoked because they can be just yes. as saved as two, you know, they can be just as saved as ever, Who's but saved? still spiritually at a different place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Too, too much. To everything, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So or you can have some that are saved, and then you, you'd be like, well, really, what's going on here? You know, we're supposed to believe yes. the same thing. You know, if we're dating, then clearly sex outside of marriage we shouldn't do, you know. But, you know, so it's just a matter of really yes. following the Holy Spirit, your you choice. know. And, yes, and, and your choice, mm-hmm. you know, your, what you choose. Because like you said, Apostle, um, you, you've known people that it, it has worked for. Um, and and mm-hmm. they're married, and they're both on the same page um, spiritually. Mm-hmm. So it's like your choice, you know, um, do I go this way, or online dating, or do I choose to just continue to follow in God and my faith and knowing that, you know, God will send me my husband and we will have that connection. You know, uh, God has different ways of doing things. I've had, you know, a friend who it was, it worked for that friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they've mm-hmm. been married for years. You know, and so through her faith, he was able to come along and um, accept Christ and, and be a Christian and, you know, know the way of the Lord. So sometimes they're won over by the one who is holy. That is true. And so to, to be totally honest, you have to be clearly led by the Spirit of God because the Spirit will never lead, lead you wrong. It will never, never lead you wrong. Now, when we lead by our emotions and our flesh, it will lead you wrong every single time. <laughs> but yeah, when you're led by the Spirit of God, that's truly different. Yes, truly different. That's why Paul <laughs> says he's, you know, he's speaking clearly on what he feels like is right, you know, um, his opinion. But if you do right. it that way, he's still saying you need to talk about it. You still mm-hmm. need to talk about your beliefs and have that communication open. Mm-hmm. And you have to have that. You have to begin to open up and discuss, and you have to really begin to look at, am I willing to deal with this? Am I willing to, you know, handle this? Or did God really call me to this? You know, yes. this is what he called me to. And you have to be honest with yourself. You can't, if we're not honest with ourselves, then and we're not, we're not going to be honest in a relationship. And so we first have to be honest with ourselves, know what we want, know what we can deal with, know what we can't deal with. Don't compromise on our standards when it comes to the word of God. And if the other individual um, is not able to uphold to that, then we have to move on because we have to stand with our convictions. You know, I have people say, well, maybe your standards are too high. You know, well, my only standard is, and this is what I said before, my standard is that whoever I date, they have to love God, they have to um, go to church, and I'm not just talking about church on Sundays, you know, because, you know, I want you to be clearly involved in church, not just going, because I'm going, and then um, you have to uh, love me, and I, you know, and those three things, and if that happens, then I'll love you, we'll love God, and we'll build ministry together, we'll go together, but, you know, um, some people don't think it's as simple as that, but that is truly that simple because when you begin to look at an individual partner, do they really love the Lord and, or do they love you or, in they, or are they in love with you? Because if they're just in love with you, when um, you change, they're going to change. But you need somebody that can stand up in the word of God and say, well, honey, you know, maybe we need to pray about this thing. You know, maybe we need to yeah. talk about this thing, you know. So we need somebody that both can hear from God to be able to discuss things, you know. What do you think yes. about that? Yes, we we absolutely need a man that can um, hear from God. You cannot lead your family. You know, the man is the priest of his home. You cannot right. lead your family if you're not led by God. You're not that man is not following God. How can he lead the family? He can't. That's right. That's right. And the woman is in the place of the man, which is absolutely out of order. 
because the man mm-hmm. is following God and the woman is following her husband as he follows God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we done stepped in something now because, you know, some people will say, well, you know, he don't know what he's doing and da 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 yeah. But the clearly, <laughs> but clearly, yeah. the order from the beginning was for God. You know, he he established that from the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my husband don't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's he doing this and he doing that. Yeah, I've heard. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's when we have to, you know, and that's where we come in as a role as women to be intercessors. And I shared this on the on last podcast. I said, you know, once I get married, even though I'm a pastor and I have responsibilities at the church, when I come home, I'm not pastor anymore. I am a wife. And, you know, yeah. those roles change. I can't come home domineering, and I don't want to do that, you know, <laughs> you know, because I have so many responsibilities now. You know, us as singles, we have all the responsibilities now. We have to take yeah. care of this, do this, handle this, make sure this is done, yeah. you know. So it would be a welcoming for our mate to come. But at the same time, yeah. we're not miserable. I just want to point that out. Like we said earlier, we're not miserable, but at the same time, no. we won't. You know, we're not going to settle with the convictions that the Lord has. Now, there may be some compromise, you know, um, compromise in some things, but certain things you just have to know what you stand for and trust the process and know that God is with you regardless yes. of that process. I agree. Yes, yes. So so, so, what are some of the things that you do to get through uh, some of the challenges of being single? Just help us out. Just, you know, some of them are online and they're listening. And, you know, uh, I know prayer is one of the things, and you might touch that. But, you know, some, and I've known some women, a lot of women, they just cannot be without a man. Once they're out of a relationship, and a lot of men, they cannot be without a woman. Or, you know, whatever relationship, they have to have a partner. Once they're out of one relationship, they're falling into another relationship. Then they're falling into another relationship. Um, but how can we get past that to the point of where uh, we get through some of the challenges of being single? What are some of your thoughts on that? I would say um, the first thing was for me was I had to find out who I was. Who am I? Because sometimes you're looking through uh, yourself through the eyes of someone you dated, and they were telling you who you were. And you just mm. feel like, oh, my God, I can't live without this person. God, what am I going to do? You know, and, and that's when singleness becomes hard for us because we don't know who we are. You know, we had mm. that struggle, you know, um, and, and I think that's so important. You know, that's why God says I am that I am because we need to know who we are in Christ, in God. And knowing what he's made us to become as women of faith, um, you know, we are cherished. We are loved by God. And I think a lot of women don't know that. So they keep falling into the same thing, into the same thing, and it's falling back and falling back, uh, you know, creating those same bad behaviors and making the journey of singleness so hard. You make it hard. That is so good. You, you're so right. That I agree with that totally. Our identity, and we have, our go, identity, you know, your identity is you're lost mm-hmm. into something, what someone has told you. You are this. You are that. And and we just keep falling into it. That's so true. And even from family sometimes, you know, yeah. uh like you said, some of the past relationships with partners, but, you know, maybe even from the families, you're too mean or you're too this yeah. or you too this and you're too that and you're too this, you know. Um, but we have to know, okay, is this a true statement that I need to work on? And if it is, then I'm going to work on it. Um, but if this is not a true statement, then I got to take that out and just begin to trust God even in the process of it and know who you are, and like you said, we don't take the time to get comfortable to know who we are in God. We don't take we don't. time to know ourselves. We don't take time to do dinner with ourselves. Now, I do, but, you know, a lot of women are like, what? I can't eat by myself, you know, but you have to be yeah, your best I company. That. I went through that. I would not go to a restaurant because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be the only person sitting in this restaurant by myself. And you look over and you see couples and you see this and you see you're, because you, you're visual. You know, and you look around, you're like, oh, my God. You know, and you just like, I'll just do takeout because I don't want to be sitting in a restaurant by myself, which I'm past that now, you know, um, because right, right. in a different way. You know, he let me see that in a different way. 
So, um, yeah, we, and we can't. Can you help somebody with like, that? Oh yeah. I was going to say, can you help somebody with that? When you were talking about that, you know, you said your thoughts were going to like, oh, God, you just see all these couples by themselves. Was it more of, you know, man, they're looking at me eating by myself, or it, was it more inwardly, yeah. do you think? It was more outwardly because the enemy was like, they're looking at you because you're by yourself. You don't have, um, you know, someone with you. And like you say, or, you know, you can have someone with you, but they're still not with you. It's just the look. You know, we see couples together and they're out, mm-hmm. but he just punched you in the eye before you came in this restaurant. But you're sitting at the table holding hands. It's just a look sometimes. But when you're single, you look at everything from the outside because it looks good. Now I can go in a restaurant. It doesn't bother me one bit to go somewhere and eat by myself. Yeah, and I think you have. we have to graduate to that point and be happy with who God created you to be, knowing who you are in Christ. You know, knowing your identity of what you pointed to, when you know who you are in God, then you'll be more likely to say, I can I can enjoy my time with myself. I can be by myself and not be um, embarrassed or ashamed. Um, yes. And the truth be told, and like I talked about this last time, now I'm going to tell the truth. I want to I want to be loved. It, you know, I want it, every woman, every man, they want to be loved yes. or, or by somebody. That's the truth. Okay. But we can't soak in it and be miserable and feel bad because mm-hmm. it has not happened to us yet. What we have to do, and that's one of the things I wanted to add to it because, you know, um, in my book, The Lonely Heart, I was looking over that. And for those that don't have it, it's called The Lonely Heart, and you can get it on yes, the Amazon. You have it. Yeah. So one one of the things that I said, and I'm going to read a little part from it, it says, as we seek the Lord, he births in us longings and dreams to fulfill until our mate comes. We have to reposition ourselves to be so in tune with God that when we know he loves us and he has our best interests at heart, when we tap into God, he shows us our true longing, which is to fulfill his will in our lives. He will give us wisdom on how to fulfill this God-giving longing, and then the loneliness we once felt will turn into a life full of fulfillment, health, and joy. It says, when we position ourselves to have a healthy longing for God, we recognize that loneliness is only a state of mind. And so I didn't just write that, you know, just to write it. But I wrote it because that's where I am and that's where I was to realize that, you know, man, yeah, I want to be with somebody, but God has graced us. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago that singleness is a gift just as marriage is a gift. And so right now I'm living and we're living in our gift of singleness. And so we have the opportunity to enjoy it. We have the opportunity to live our life to the fullness in God and to do what God has called us to do. And so we should not feel bad because Paul didn't feel bad. He encouraged us. If you are single, then you're at the greatest time. We're at the greatest time in our life to fulfill God. But if we don't have a relationship with God and if we're not daily communing with him, we won't understand that because we will feel like that we were alone because the flesh will continue to try to override and our emotions will get over us. That's why we have to pray. You know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. But it's prayer that helps us get through the day, you know, and that's one of the things, you know. You know, it's prayer. Yes, it is. I agree, Apostle. I agree with you absolutely, 100%. Prayer is, in my life, is number one. Mm-hmm. You, you can't make, it's your strength. It's where your strength comes from. It's where your power comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was even something that you said when we were out eating, and and I just, like, it was like, you know how you have that nugget, and you can't get it out of your mind. And I was like, God, Apostle's like, you know, the more we pray, is the more that we can see. It's the mm-hmm. it's how I can see. And I'm telling you, Apostle, I even got better with my prayer. Like as I talked to you that night, I began to pray more, you know, and um, I started to dream again, you know. Wow. I began to see things in my dreams. Um, wow. And it was something like even for my mom that I had a dream and, and I saw something for her and I shared it with her. And she just started crying, 
you know, and I was and normally I just write things down. You know, I don't I'm not so quick to share my dreams, you know. Um, but I, I just felt like it was something she it wouldn't have encouraged her, you know. And so I was like, Wow, God, you know, now I'm able to understand it better. Um, this is how I'm able to see is through my prayer life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you will be able to see where the enemy is, you'll be able to see who's your mate, who's not your mate, who's for you, who's against you. It may be a good thing, but it may not be God's thing for you, you know, and yes. sometimes that's the most challenging thing. And if you, you've read in my book, I was almost married twi- twice, and then I yes. even had somebody say, well, what is wrong with, you know, they knew by Tiffany, what is wrong with Tiffany? She ain't getting married again, so <laughs> it's always okay, so it's my fault that I'm not getting married, you know. <laughs> no. But no. really, it, it was God. It was God and everything that was spoken, and you have to get the book, but everything that was spoken, it was prophesied confirming things that I had seen that the Lord was warning me about because I wanted to get married because of the things that people were saying, you're getting older, you know, you got to settle and you have to do this. And each time that I considered that, then I realized that I was about to get into something that I didn't need to be in, you know, and both of them were Christians. Um, And so, like I said, you have to know what you can deal with. And I don't want to be – in a relationship that God has not ordained. And, uh, and then, you know, me and a friend had a, a discussion about that, and they were like, well, I believe that there are many Christians on the world, and you just have the choice, and you can choose. And I do believe yeah. you can choose, but what are you choosing? I want to choose by the Spirit. I don't want to choose by my flesh. No. And second of all, I'm not even supposed to be choosing, and, and, and I'm going to step into something. But the Bible says a man who finds up the wife finds up the good thing. Yeah. So yeah. when the man comes and approaches, then uh, I have that opportunity to hear the spirit to see if this is the one that God has sent. And, you know, a lot of people in this world today, Marcy, won't understand that because we're living in a day where everybody's sleeping around. It's okay, you know, even in the Christendom and everything. But you have to stand with your convictions. You know, I had a prophet said, Prophet Hargrave, he had said one time, he said, Apostle, you'll have a, ch- it, it, the reason why it's challenging for you to even be in a relationship or to have a mate because of the anointing. And a lot of times your partner, whether you're a male or female, if you're very anointed, I think it's different for women because, and I can speak because I am a woman, but when the, the anointing is on your life and you have a prayer life, Sometimes men are intimidated by that because they feel like you're going to be dominating. And, I, and I've heard them say that before, so this is not something I'm just guessing, but I've heard men say that before. Um, whereas if it's a man that's anointed, they don't have any problems. They have all the kind of parts, you know, women and yes. everything coming through and knocking on their door. But for women, it's kind of a turnoff. In some ways, to some women, and I'm not talking about everybody, um, yes. but when you get to really know me, if you take the time to get to really know us, it's more than just, um, the anointing, we are people too. And I think that's where um, a lot of the um, misunderstandings come into play. What do you think about that? Yeah, we are. We are human. Um, I always tell people, they look at me as this anointed woman of God. You know, I've heard it all, firecracker, powerball. <laughs> all <laughs> right. I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, if you pinch me, I'll feel it. I'm human. I go through right. the very things that you go through every day. Um, when I talk to other singles and they're like, you know, well, how do you get through this? It seems so hard, you know. You know, they, um, you know, having sex and and are, you know, a Christian. Right, you know? right, um, right. And so they're trying to figure out what, you know, there's something wrong with you because there's no way that you can be single and not have sex. And I said, That's the way they think now. That is the way they think now, you know. Can you can do it through Christ. You cannot do it by yourself. The reason why y'all are having a hard time, and I said I'm not um, judging you, it's because you're doing it without Christ. You're doing your single life without Christ, you know, and so you're going to have mm-hmm. those struggles where you're going to keep dipping and dabbing. One month you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be having sex. And then, then, okay, now I got it. I get it. I'm, you know, then you go back into doing the same. It's because you're depending on your flesh and not your spirit. If I walk in the spirit, I'm going to want, I'm going to crave for those things that are spiritual. I'm not going to crave the things that are not spiritual because I'm fully walking in what I believe. And what I do believe is in my singleness, 
that I should not be having sex. Right. And it's clearly scriptural. But again, you know, the Bible is, for a lot of people, it's outdated. You know, you're you're old school. I have people tell me I'm old school, even with fasting. You know, I'm, I believe in fasting. You know, I've gone on liquid fast, and it's, you just that's just old school. They don't take all of that, you know, but I still follow the word. Are we going to follow the word, or are we not going to follow the Bible? You know, but what we do is we take and we pick and we choose. And no, yes. we are not perfect. No, I'm not perfect. I've fallen. I, you know, when I was younger in Christ and all of that type of stuff, I had, I struggled with um, different issues with men and guys. And so I'm not perfect, and I'm not even talking about perfect, but it takes God every day. We have hormones. You know, we want to be hugged. We want to be loved. After you preach, that's probably the, that's probably the most time you want to have somebody. So you have to surround yourself with, you know, I surround myself with my nieces and nephews or, you know, just try to occupy your time, you know, because God is not going to take your hormones. And, you know, so we are human. And like you said, if you pinch me, I'm still going to feel it. Uh, But at the same time, it takes the Holy Ghost. And you may not get it right. For those that are listening online, you may not get it right. Don't beat yourself down because God still loves you. But you just have to pray and ask the Lord, Father, help me to get through this. And he'll help you get through it, even through your falling, even through you going up and down, because I've been there. Um, but God will pull you back up, and he will continue to love you. Samson in the Bible, let's think about Samson who was with Delilah. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> you know, and with all the other women, you know, but he loved yes. the Lord. Yes, he did. And that's so funny because my, um, my students this week, that was our Bible um, story this week about Delilah and the secret, and she wanted to know his uh-huh. secret. And, you know, and all these different things. So it's funny you just said that, yes, that was our Bible. Um, <laughs> with my students. Yes, and, he, you know, he had this power. You know, we he had this power that they wanted to know where he get his strength from. You know, mm-hmm. and so women, sometimes that can be <laughs> with men. They want yeah. to know where you get your strength from. <laughs> so mm-hmm. They want to get close, um, you know, to find that out. So, yes, we have to be very careful. That's so true. That is so be true. Powerful, well, we can be weak, huh? I say you can be powerful, but you can be weak like Samson. Oh, that. Oh, yes, 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 yes. He he was anointed by God. He was chosen by God, but he was weak in the flesh. And yes. you know, I don't want to get in my head of myself because I think we're gonna talk about that on next week. <laughs> yes. yes, but um, uh, yes, but um, I, before we go, I want to ask you one more question, and then we're gonna close it out, and I'm gonna let you pray for the people. But you know, I was reading an article from um, Single Single Family Church, and it said in their research it showed how that churches seem to cater much better to the married people than the single people, and particularly. They would, you know, not the single men. Um, and as singleness grows in society, that this is something which urgently needs to be addressed. You know, what do you think about that, and how do you think the churches need to start addressing this? Because I do notice that, you know, most of the times now, and what statistics are saying, that when you do go to church, most people are already married, and there are a few singles that are in the ministry. What do you think about that, and how could we address it? Um, I think... In, like even now in ministry, we don't have a lot of anything for singles or even outreach or resources. Uh, we, they don't, add, you know, even getting a discipleship, you know, for men to be added to the ministry, you know. Um, right. You know, there's nothing, there's no service, no serving for men to even, you know, come into the ministry to where they're outnumbered. Now you just the women are outnumbering the men. And so you just have a whole bunch of women who are single, and then you have a whole bunch of couples who are married, and they can't help really. I mean, there are some ways they can help. Uh, there's no series. There are so many uh, ministries that have series for marriage and singles. I don't, I don't see that anywhere. Um, uh-huh. There's no, no series on biblical singleness. Uh-huh. We need more uh-huh. of that. We need more. Um, why is there no series for for singles? Uh, where is there? Why are there no outings for singles? And you know, I've heard the complaint that even when we even when we do have things for singles, you know, I've heard this before that you know it's hard to get the single men there. And part of that is because the single men really aren't single; they're in relationships or, or sneaking, or just like women, some of them are sneaking in relationships yes. or whatever. Yes. And so, but the true yes. single, 
you know, so then they're left out there. And so that can be a challenge as well. You know, I think that's one yes, of the things. That is and a I think huge you, challenge. Mm-hmm. It's something that you said that, like, they're not, and I said this one time, I was like, you know what, a lot of us are um, pretending to be single, and you're not really single, but you're in church saying you're single. <laughs> right, so right. Singles completely without even trying to talk to someone to see, you know, what you know, or are you dating or you're not dating, or you know, mm-hmm. having retreats and where single men and women can go to that are Christians outside of church, you know, having retreats and different things that are godly, you know, um, but still being able to be human, you know, have jokes and talk and laugh you know, and get to know their interests or things that they may be involved in or, you know, things like that. So it it kind of mm-hmm. leaves that number out there. That's why that number is so large. Right. And this is just um, statistics, and I need to find those statistics because I was reading them not too long ago. Oh, yeah, it was from the single family church, single-friendly church, but it is so true, you know, that a lot of the single men are not really in the church like they used to be. You know, most of them are married. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. And so that that is an issue that, you know what, we can pray about and not only pray yes. about, um, but it takes men to draw men. You know, women, we can draw men sometimes, but it takes a true man to draw men in Christ. And that's something that, you know, can be on the prayer list that we do pray, Lord, to send the strong single men, you know, back into the churches, you know, and let there be witness to go out in the earth and as more witnesses go forth, then more godly men can come into the church, those that are truly single. Yes. When I say and single, coming I mean truly single. For the right reason. Yeah. And coming for the mm-hmm. right reason. Mm-hmm. You have some mm-hmm. men that just come to church too. I, I remember this man uh, telling me years ago, he was like, when, um and, and we were young, we were young, and he was like, you know, Marcy, um, when I really want a wife, like not just what I'm doing right now, just fooling around. I'm going to church. He said, I'm going to mm-hmm. church to find me a wife. So he was truly saying, like, he was going to go to church. He can fool around and mess around with these women that were just out there, you know, and doing his thing. But he said, when I want to set, really settle down, I'm going to church and find me a wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I've heard you know, that you before. I've heard that before. Right. Right, that's so true. And I've told a couple of... You know, men and I'm, you know, pastoring, and we're going to let you close out in prayer. But I mm-hmm. had told them, um, you know, I had a couple of men that, um, several men that have come to church, and I told them before they got there, don't just come just because of me. You know, come because yes. you feel like the Lord is leading you, and um, and yes. if it's supposed to be with us, then it will be with us. But first of all, you know, make sure your relationship is right before the Lord. And usually the ones that I tell that to, I can already tell they, they're just really more interested in me and not the Lord. You know, and they should be into you. Your husband should be into you. Your wife should be, you know, vice versa. The wife should be into the husband. The wife should be your potential spouses. You should be into each other. But that should not be the um, ultimate end. God should be first in everything. That That yeah. is first. So if God is first in both of us, then he'll be first in our marriage. And that's something yeah. that I strongly believe about. So I just want you to um, pray for our listeners today as we close out this segment of the podcast. For just those that are listening on the line, if you would, for us, Sister Marcy. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for this day. I bless you, Lord God, in every area of our lives, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for being here with us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you gave us the words to say, Lord God, to your people on today, Lord God. You know, those who will listen in, Lord God, that need the help, Lord God, in their singleness, even in their marriage, Lord God. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God, that you're opening doors for the singles on this day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, you're giving them insight in their lives, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, as they follow you, Lord God, and deepen their relationship in you, Lord God. You, Lord God, will connect, Lord God. You will send them the one that is for them, Lord God. You said in your word, Lord God, that a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for that struggling woman right now, that struggling man, Lord God, who, Lord God, is want to continue and be strengthened in you, Lord God. But, Lord God, I thank you on today, Lord God, that you've given them the word, Lord God. You had this word manifest in them, Lord God, on today, Lord God. 
God. Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for unanswered prayers and unanswered uh, questions, Lord God. Lord God, that they will get the answers that they need on today, Lord God. And Father God, I even lift up Apostle, Lord God, and I thank you for having me on this podcast, Lord God. I give this is an honor, Lord God, to be to be able to do this, Lord God. And Father God, I thank you, Lord God, that your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen again. And, well, we want to thank you guys for listening in again to the podcast. And if you said something that has blessed you, we ask that you just like, comment, and share because we want to share it with somebody else because we know that there are many singles out there uh, that are going through a lot of things during this time of Christmas time. And we know that Christmas is coming up in three days, and we want you to be encouraged to know that if you don't have anybody that's by your side, that the Lord is with you, he is there with you, even in your place of loneliness, he is there with you, even in your place of singleness, and that he's going to do great and mighty things in your life. So we want to encourage you to know that God is on your side. So we ask that the Lord continues to shine his face upon each and every one of the listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. And we look forward to uh, having you guys again next week as we continue to talk about singleness in the Lord during the holidays. So we ask you to join us back again. Have a blessed day, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tasty Tidbits with Dr. Tiffany Watkins. If you're enjoying the show, feel free to subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. To learn more about Dr. Tiffany, check out her blog on goodreads.com or visit her website at www.renewedfaithministriesinc.com. Until next time, stay blessed.